Food Heals Podcast, episode 57. And here I want to say coffee is healing. It's healing for the colon. And it's not, it has never been meant to be ingested through the mouth. Mm-hmm. So we're putting it in the wrong hole. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Holistic Voice presents the Food Heals Podcast with your hosts, Alison Melody and Susie Hardy. Join the Food Hills Nation and learn the secrets to go from feeling unwell to healing yourself. Warning, side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in Tinder matches. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to put in their Lululemons and take a yoga class while drinking a green juice. If you experience any of these symptoms, text your priest immediately. All right. Welcome, Food Heals Nation. Thanks for joining us. I'm Allison Melody. I'm Susie Hardy. And today's guest is Avita Rampart. Avita Rampart is an author, a journalist, and a transformational CEO. She has authored three books, The Bliss of Cancer, Badass Detox, and How to Cleanse in Seven Days. In 2000, Avita healed herself from ovarian cancer naturally through cleansing and detoxing, lost 83 pounds in four months, and turned her life around. She is an amazing person, Food Heals Nation. You're going to love her. But before we get to our interview with Avita, we have to tell you about today's sponsor. Food Heals Nation, if you're like us, you care a lot about the food you put in your body because you know that food heals. The problem is that sometimes good and healthy food can be expensive. And, you know, Susie, it just doesn't have to be. Really? (laughs) Tell me more. (laughs) That's why we were thrilled to discover Thrive Market. Thrive Market is like the Costco for everything healthy online. Exactly. It's an online shopping club, but it offers the best brands and groceries at up to 50% off retail prices, and it's shipped nationally to your door for free. And the best part is when you become a member, Thrive Market will donate a free membership to a low-income family, teacher, or a military family so we can all thrive together. Making it more affordable and more accessible for everyone to be healthy. And I just love that, Susie. That's like, that's what our show is all about. That's why we do this. Yeah, we're sharing ways on how to become healthy and heal your body. Yeah. and There you go. Online. (laughs) Online shopping club delivered straight to your door. There are so many great deals. It's everything you can get at the expensive markets for a little bit cheaper, a lot cheaper in some cases. And that's why we scored an exclusive discount for you, Food Heals Nation. You never have to pay full price for healthy food again. Go to thrivemarket.com slash foodheals to start your free three-month trial and get 15% off your first order. Three-month free trial. You can't go wrong. Check it out. Next up, our interview with Avita. The Food Heals Podcast starts now. Today, we're here with a really exciting guest. I've known her for quite a few years, Avita Rampart. Avita is one of the stars of the films Hungry for Change and, of course, our film, Food Heals. Avita is a transformational CEO, a celebrity coach, and a trendsetter in the rapidly growing wellness industry. Her elite training for transformational leadership is raising the standard for coaches and entrepreneurs. Avita holds a double master's degree in social sciences. She is a serial entrepreneur with passion for business and leadership. Her internet marketing company works selectively with clients who shift reality on the planet. Today, she is training transformation ninjas. Welcome, Avita. Hi there. Hello. Hello. Hi, Avita. <laughs> Greetings. I'm so excited to be here. We're so glad to have you. And I would love to open with an interesting story about how you and I actually met. Do you remember? Yes. So it was, um, I wonder what year, probably like eight or nine years ago, you say? Yes, seven. Okay, seven years ago, Avita hired me to take her pregnancy photos. And we had to drive from like Hollywood area or maybe Santa Monica out to Malibu. And and it's a long drive. And so you you start talking, you get to know each other. We hadn't met prior to this. And so I drove her out to Malibu to take her photos. And while we were driving, she said, Oh, well, you know, I had ovarian cancer. And I almost wouldn't have had 
the opportunity to get pregnant. And here she was glowing in my car, pregnant. And she told me her story. And I was completely blown away because this was shortly after my father had died. And I was learning like, okay, there are other ways to heal yourself. There are other ways. Food is important. Nutrition is important. And here was this glowing bright-eyed, you know, blue-eyed, blonde girl telling me about how she cured herself. And I was just completely blown away. And we've been friends ever since I took those photos. So I would love for you to kind of start with your story and, and what you went through and how you got through that. Thank you so much, Alison. Yes, I was just today morning, I was thinking about how we met mm-hmm. and how totally synchronistically this has been. It was. It's, yeah, it is. It, it's almost like my son has come to the world <laughs> for that meeting to occur. <laughs> so, yeah, well, my story, back in the year 2000, I was diagnosed with ovarian cancer. Mm-hmm. And I was very lucky because the first person that told me about that was not a doctor. The first person that told me about this was a, a Ukrainian shaman, healer, psychic, she definitely had some sonar vision inside her, that lady. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. I met her at the New Year's party. It was New Millennium New Year's party. So you can imagine everyone is like excited about, you know, all those those two, two and zero, 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 those digits like rounding up like nicely for humanity. Yeah. Is the world going to end and all that? Yeah, right. Everybody was afraid about Y2K. <laughs> <laughs> and she came over. To me, I, I was watching her at the beginning. She had this noble posture and the way she was was just carrying her, herself. It was just something, something about her. And she she came to me and she said, it looks like your, your, your back hurts really badly. Yes. And mm-hmm. I said, yeah. She said, I'm a chiropractor. If you would like, I can help you adjust. Mm-hmm. So, let, so we went upstairs. Can you imagine we leave the party? <laughs> nice. You're like, I'm going to get a free chiropractic adjustment right now at this party. Exactly. And start my new millennium that way, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so right at that moment, uh, she basically, I was hoping, honestly, I was hoping to become friends with her. Mm-hmm. She was not really interested in becoming friends. She was very professional as a you know, very well-trained chiropractor and in holistic modalities, whatever else she practiced. She was very skillful at this. And she basically, she, she did the crack, crack, crack thing. Mm-hmm. And then, then she looked at my, at my body and she scanned me with her hands and she said, you have 16 gallbladder stones in your liver. Uh, you have a pro- serious problems with your pancreas. And I, I didn't even know. Back then, I had no idea where pancreas was. <laughs> okay. Most so people like, don't. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I, I barely should, do. <laughs> right. I should add that I was 183 pounds. Mm-hmm. Okay. I had pimples on my face, pimples on my back that nobody knew about. Mm-hmm. And I was always tired, often sick, very sad, very depressed, very angry, like like really irritable for no reason almost. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And basically I carried all that weight of emotions and the weight of physicality with me. Yeah? Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, I knew that something was wrong, but uh, back then I was... I was in a very particular marriage situation where I had a belief that I don't matter, mm. right? So I wasn't authentic in that relationship. Mm-hmm. And what happened was that I put myself second in that relationship, yes? So I didn't go to doctors to get tested. I, I ignored my diet. I actually cheered up myself with eating toxic food, mm-hmm. yeah? And, you know, you should know one thing that, I originally, I come from Poland, as you know, Alison. Yes. And um, back in Poland, basically fast food after the collapse of communism for a, for a while has, was a symbol of freedom for us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we would binge big time. <laughs> I mean, I remember as a child, I dreamt about drinking, drinking Coca-Cola. Okay. I yeah. never ate pizza as a kid. 
I didn't know what pizza was until communism collapsed, mm-hmm. until borders opened, right? Mm-hmm. So you basically, once you're free, you kind of partake in all of these things because it's available all of a sudden. Yes? Yeah, and it was representative of your new freedom almost. Exactly, yes. And it's so colorful and so seductive. And sure. It's very seductive. Very seductive. <laughs> I should say addictive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So right now, Polish people know already that we got hooked. Okay. <laughs> and right now, we already... We also know that, um, you know, children are becoming obese and the diabetes is rising and heart attacks are, uh, are rising and cancer is rising and so on. Right. Back then, we didn't connect right. food and, and health so much. Right. Right. Um, so what happened was that this lady, she says to me, OK, you know, 16 gallbladder stones and also you have pancreas imbalance. So I looked at her like, wow, like what is pancreas? Yeah. And she said, basically. Twice a day, around 11 o'clock and around 3.30, 4 p.m., you just collapse. Your energy just goes down, yeah? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and at that moment, you need sugar. You need some, you crave, uh, you, you grab something sweet, otherwise you would collapse, right? right. And I say, yes, that's true. And, and basically today I know that this is called hypoglycemia, and it's like pre-diabetic condition. I had no idea back then, yes? A lot of people have it. They don't even know about it. That's true. So what happened was it's, it's, it's basically called tiredness. I just got tired. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, you yeah, know, sure. Of course you eat dairy for breakfast. It puts you to sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> then you wake up with coffee. Mm-hmm. You know, you get that boom up. Right. And then your energy plunges down. <laughs> what are you supposed to do if eventually you just not go like, you know, flap. Right. Right. So uh, what happens is what happened was that later on she she scanned my body downward and she said you have something serious going on on your reproductive system you should go to the doctors and get tested mm-hmm. yeah and I knew something what was going on I mean honestly I had pain during in, uh, during intercourse in my marriage I had pain when I was picking up things I had those blackouts like there were moments when I could just like see nothing oh my god like, darkness like split second total darkness. And I had chronic headaches. So basically, I, I just didn't go to, go to the doctors because I ignored myself. Okay. And lucky me, right? <laughs> <laughs> so what happened was that um, I was very glad that I was very blessed that this, this was the first person who told me about this issue. She actually made me take notes. She dictated a certain startup protocol for cleansing. Mm-hmm. Okay. She said to me, you will have to forgive everything that happened in your life. You have to forgive. Yes. And she was said- that the first time you had ever heard of this type of concept, like the emotional healing? I mean, you know, I was very religious back then, yes? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so so for me, my consciousness, my spirituality was very tied up to guilt, shame, blame, all these things that you learn kind of, you know, from the Vatican and from all going to the church, right? Never heard of them. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so um, forgive. Um, it, I never connected that forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And looking at my own emotional life would actually have anything to do with my health and wellness, right? Yeah. I never I never tied the knots. Another thing she said, you will have to go fasting and detox your body and cleanse. And when she said fasting, at that moment, I stopped taking those notes because I was thinking she was joking. <laughs> you know, I was thinking she was nuts, basically. The woman started talking to me during New Year's, okay? Mm-hmm. She started talking to me about coffee enemas, okay, <laughs> about um, drinking Granny Smith apple juice, uh, like uh, the whole day. And she said, you will not stop fasting until 16 gallbladder stones come out of you. And oh I'm right God. there, right, you know. So I was kind of like becoming a little bit impatient, a little bit nervous. Like, what about that party downstairs, lady, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go get our drink on, lady. What are you talking about? <laughs> I was like thinking, am I going to miss the, the big hour, you know, like Beijing yeah. just off, you know, like Sydney took off, okay? So it's like you just kind of like... Uh, wait for that big time right when is it gonna get closer to Warsaw and um, so anyways she had this perfect sense of timing and she was she was not interested in making friends she she stood for me that woman basically stood for a new possibility in my life 
Mm-hmm. And she she didn't care what I was thinking about this. She basically dictated a protocol for my for for my complete um like rebirth, like starting of something completely new in my life. And, um, you know, you can imagine I tried to lose weight for years. I mean, ever since I went into grade school, mm-hmm. I was a plumpy kid. Mm-hmm. I, I sucked at sports. Okay. I was always the last one to be picked to be on a, on a basketball team or vol- volleyball team. Um, I had no boyfriend. You know, I was like the ugly duckling kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yes. <laughs> and on top of it, I absolutely hated those cute chicks in classroom that got all the attention, you know, mm-hmm. because I, I just felt like I'm somewhere in the shade and nobody sees me, right? right? <laughs> yeah. And and I felt like I was wrapped in a thick blanket, yes, where I had three holes, one to watch television, one one to eat and two, two, two for the eyes to watch television. <laughs> you know? And I was, I was living my life vicariously, mm-hmm. especially in my marriage, Yes, that's why in my book I wrote the first chapter is how marriage nearly killed me. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking to two married ladies for like two newlyweds, two relative newlyweds. Yeah. yeah, it's not easy, you know. I want, I need to warn you. <laughs> however, however, it's not marriage really that kills people. It's unauthentic relationship. Un inauthentic relationships, inauthentic. right? Right, Thank yeah. You for me. Inauthentic relationship, yes. So I was in that relationship, and I was lying to myself, and in a way to him, pretending that I'm a, I'm a wife, mm-hmm. playing some kind of a role that I love him. Whatever, whatever I was telling myself, right? It all came from fear, mm-hmm. fear of rejection, right? Fearing, mm-hmm. fear of not being good enough, fear that nobody else will love me, want me, and all of that, right? Right. So, so basically that lady, she let, she said, uh, next day we saw each other in the morning. Yes. And when I, when I was leaving the place, um, that when we were leaving the place where we had the party, she looked at me and at my husband and she said, do what you need to do. You will be, you will be okay. And she knew somehow she knew that when I cleanse, uh-huh. when I detox, I will find that strength, that confidence, that beauty inside me to to stand for for my freedom and also his own. Well, whether Food Heals Nation believes in psychics or not, this woman was definitely psychic yeah. because that is what you are doing today. <laughs> <laughs> but Guess please what, continue. Answer. Yes. She also told me there will be a time when one day in the future you will be on an iTunes podcast with, with two <gasps> great women. With two hot blondes? That's right. Wow. psychic. <laughs> 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 She's good. Can I have her number? Yeah, me too. Well, guess what? Imagine this. Another amazing thing. I never met that lady again in my life. Oh, my god! It's almost like she appeared like an angel, delivered the message, you know. But I, I think that what's really important for us to remember is how a meeting of one person can impact, you know, one moment that we spend with someone, right? We tell them. You know, it's it's not good to, to, to drink soda and, and whatever, eat like that. You know, actually we I, I I try to share my story wherever I go. I mean I'm I'm with a Uber driver and I tell him. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome because usually the Uber drivers are telling me their story and I'm like, No, please shut up. I can't take this. <laughs> so that's amazing because you're actually spreading good knowledge and an important story. Well, but you know what's so interesting, Avita and Ali, is that I've had people in my life like that. Mm-hmm. Ali, I'm sure you have two. Yes. I, one particularly, she wasn't psychic. She just really saw she was my neighbor. Mm-hmm. I was friendly to her, but we weren't friends. And I was in a relationship. This is before I met my husband. And uh, I was in a relationship and I was very unhappy. Mm-hmm. And I knew I wasn't happy, but I didn't have the strength to get out of it. I didn't have the strength to stand on my own two feet. Yeah. And one day in the elevator, couldn't get away from her, right? She approaches me and she just says, you know... I see you and I see you're very unhappy. And I was in a marriage where I was very unhappy and I left and now I'm remarried and and she had a beautiful little boy. And she said to me, you know, I see that you're unhappy and I think that you need to move on. And I got so angry because I thought, 
she's right. I know she's right, but I didn't ask for her opinion. Right. But she saw the truth. Not being psychic. She just saw the truth. Because she had been there. She had been where you were. Yep. And she wanted to tell you that life can go on. And and she's, you you know what? Just like Avita's angel, she's moved out of my building. (laughs) She's moved on. I've never (laughs) seen her again. But she was right. Yeah. She was absolutely right. It's amazing, huh? Yeah. So, so awesome. So, um, basically what happened next was that I returned to Warsaw and I had that piece of paper and I was never going to do this freaking cleanse. Okay. <laughs> I mean, forget the idea, like coffee enema dripping in my butt. Like seriously, that, that just sounded, sounded yucky, you know, right. why would I do that? Right. So what happened was that I went to the doctors. Okay. And I did myself a favor, right? Mm-hmm. I went to the doctors and I actually got tested. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the doctors basically yelled at me. They said, why you didn't come earlier? Right. Mm-hmm. That's you, nice. have, uh, <laughs> you have you have tumors that look like cauliflowers. You know, you need to go get tested immediately and so on. Right. So, OK, I, I returned home. And then at that moment, I spoke with my husband. And, you know, my husband at that moment, he said he was busy watching television and so on. He was a big Star Wars fan. Every every morning we woke up with Star Wars alarm clock. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all our money, like all the money that I made as a as a boring in my boring job as a legal interpreter went for Star Wars figures, the newest things that came out. It was insane. Oh God! And what did he do? Was he contributing to the Star Wars figures or no? Well, he was an actor model, so he was like aspiring to jumpstart his career in mm-hmm. Warsaw, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, I, I basically functioned like the mother of the man, mm-hmm. right? I wasn't, he, I wasn't a, a woman. He wasn't really a, a, a partner to me. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really his partner. I was more like his mom. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And um, a lot of times, it's very interesting. A lot of times nowadays when I meet women who have ovarian tumors, okay, ovarian cancers, they basically have a similar pattern, similar relationship that they are wow. stuck in. Some so they're kind of, mothering their husbands. Is that accurate? Yes. yes. Or they are being mothered oh. or, or they are being daddied, right? Like, for example, they have mm. a man who's kind of like hovering over them and, and just controlling them and so on, right? Mm-hmm. So they are in a codependent relationship. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if, if, if you, dear listener, by chance find yourself in something like this, I want to tell you, your body pays for it. Okay? Yeah. There's no free ride here. Well, it's almost like your body is telling you what's going on. Yeah. Right? It's going it's exactly. to manifest in the organs that represent the issue at large. Well, that's the feminine, right? Right. Yeah. Yes. Also, you know, almost virtually every single ovarian cancer girl that I met, a lady, when I when we tapped into their stories, almost all of them were sexually molested in childhood. Oh. Okay. So there is we don't really know the 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 roots of like for example if you ask yourself, okay, why does a cancer appear here and not there in the body? Right. Right? Like why did I have ovarian cancer, not breast cancer, for example? Right, right, right. Or right? stomach cancer or Yeah. Intestinal cancer. So so here, um, it might have something to do with with things we went in childhood and the way it impacted our chakra system. Mm -hmm. That's what, that's like my, you know, my independent blonde research here. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Unrewarded by any Nobel Prize. (laughs) (laughs) So why I'm adding that? Because actually uh, what happened was that um, I decided, I, I went for the tests and already on the way back from the clinic, I went shopping. I went, I, t- I took the notes from this lady. Okay. I was thinking, yeah, she's crazy, but she was right. Right. Okay. She saw this without, without that equipment. She saw that I was some, I had some serious prob- problem in my reproductive system. So obviously I'm going to listen to her and I'm going to try whatever she advised. Right. Mm-hmm. So on the way back, I already went by the, I, I went by the pharmacy and I got, um, an enema bag. Mm-hmm. It looked kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> then I, then I went for, uh, then I went to the farmer's market. I got a lot of yucky vegetables, yucky fruits and all of this. I mean, it all seemed yucky, you know, mm-hmm. because my taste buds were completely blocked. Right. 
right? You know, my sugar and Coca-Cola and fat. Of course, and all the fats and so on. I I didn't feel any. I didn't feel anything in on my tongue. Yes, Mm -hmm. unless it had stimulants inside there. Yeah. Right. So what happened was that um, I did a three-day detox, three-day cleanse, and just those three days. I mean, they were like pivotal point in my life. They were like a turning point. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were, on the other hand, they were the worst three days of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I had shudders. I was vomiting. I had diarrhea. I had, um, I was frustrated, euphoric, depressed, sad, crying, happy. It was like, you know, and I was freezing cold and free and terribly hot. It was like all these weird things going on in my body. Because you're detoxing. Yes. yes. Yes, and I was sweating, and I was stinky, and I'm sad, and, <laughs> and full of doubt about the whole process, right? Like, yeah. I was seeing myself. Why am I doing this? So what? Yeah, why, why, why am I doing this? So right? how did you keep going? Because a lot of people, when they experience that kind of symptoms, when they do detox, they they might want to quit. How did you have the faith to keep going? Yeah, this is a very good question, right? So today, I know that it takes actually three days for human blood to go from acidic to alkaline. So if you persist for three days, on day four, you will have results. Right. That's why the three-day cleanses, everyone says, well, can I just cleanse for three days? It's like, no, you just started after three days. You've got to get to at least five, if not more. But three is better than nothing. Yeah. I mean, three is like the absolute, absolute minimum, right? Most people give up on day two because they feel like crap. Mm -hmm. So if you continue, if you persevere, just, you know, don't give up, right? And I recommend that first you, you cleanse for three days. Then you have like a 21-day eat simple challenge. Mm-hmm. Then you do a five-day cleanse with radical forgiveness. And and it's a deeper cleanse, deeper detox. Then you have 21-day eat simple challenge. Mm-hmm. Okay. And already it's easier because the more you cleanse, the the, the more you crave healthy food. Right. I love what you just said. Radical forgiveness. I just want to repeat that. Yeah. Radical forgiveness is actually a concept uh, coined by uh, Colin Tipping, a best-selling author. I absolutely love his work. It's very transformational. And one wisdom pearl that I want to share from him is, guess what? Guess how do you know that you have forgiven? How? The way, the way we know that we have forgiven is when we are absolutely grateful. Okay, for everything that happened, that's mm-hmm. when we know we have forgiven yeah. because we turn the table around and that story ne- does not weaken us, does not uh, shrink mm-hmm. uh, our powers anymore. That story right now is behind and blowing wings into our sails. That's so beautifully stated. Thank you, yeah, Avita. It's, it's a very powerful <laughs> process, yeah? So then later I recommend do 21-day It's Simple Challenge and then seven-day cleanse chakra by chakra, chakra by chakra. When you, on one hand, you continue detoxing the body, organs by organs, system by system. And in the same time, you work with your mind, you work with your belief system, with limiting beliefs, with, you work with the stories that come up from, from childhood, from school, from adult life. And also you, you work with, you explore new possibility for you because you know one thing. I mean, by the time you do your seven day cleanse in that sequence, you know one thing, you're not the same person already. Yeah, that's so true. Even a five day cleanse, I have completely been able to change mindsets, but I want to go back. Yes, yes, yes. Completing your story because I feel like the reason that you have all this knowledge is because you've done this and you have led so many people through it and they've been able to have transformations. But before we get to that, can you just finish uh, what happened? So what happened was that basically I did a three-day cleanse. Mm -hmm. And during those three-day cleanse, the reason why I did not give up was because that woman, she said to me, you cannot stop fasting until 16 gallbladder stones come out of you. Yeah. Okay. And I was like, seriously, is this going to take a year? (laughs) (laughs) And at at this point, the doctors had only said you had tumors. No one had uh, diagnosed you with cancer. You had not been diagnosed with stones yet. You were just going off of what she said and the fact that doctors said you need to get tested. Am I correct? Okay. At this point, I just got the test and I jump started my cleanse right away. 
Yes. So what happened was that within three days, I passed those 16 gallbladder stones. I bet I passed even more. I, I have witnessed colon stones come out. They look like walnuts. Wow. Okay. I mean, the, the, the stuff that is, that we human beings carry around, it's like sewage. Yeah. <laughs> right. so, you would rather have it out than inside. You know, so now the way I'm looking at the at the enema process, it's like, my gosh, thank God it's invented. You know, how come nobody told me about it before? Mm-hmm. OK, and then what would I rather do? Have it with within me or out? Of course, I would rather have it out. Right. It's like <laughs> brushing teeth. It's so, hygiene. Avita, I want to ask you about the coffee enemas. Did you because what's interesting to me? My family comes from Eastern Europe as well. My family's from Slovakia. And yeah, in (laughs) fact, my mother always used to say she understands Polish as well as Slovak because they're so close. But my grandmother in the 60s would talk about coffee enemas, believe it or not. In the 60s. In the 60s. And I don't know. My mom was like, what? You know, my mom was raised in the United States, but born in Europe. I don't know. I don't know if this I don't know if there's a link, but can you tell us about the coffee enemas? Because I'm curious, um, why coffee? Why not just water? Why not just why mm-hmm. something else? What do, what do the coffee enemas do specifically? Yeah. So warm water enemas are good too, right? Gerson, Gerson, Gerson therapy. therapy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Max Gerson, Dr. Max Gerson. He recommended warm water enemas as well as coffee enemas. Yes. And there is many different things you can you can put into an enema. I mean, there's you can put even chlorophyll. You can put wheatgrass. Uh, wheatgrass. I mean, there's lots of lots of different things. Coffee, particularly, has that that one thing. And here I want to say, coffee is healing. It's healing for the colon, and it's not. It has never been meant to be ingested through the mouth. Mm-hmm. So we're putting it in the wrong hole. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm you sorry. I was I'm sitting sorry. here stifling my laugh and I'm just like, <gasps> we're putting okay it in the laugh. Because you, everybody knows you drink coffee. It stimulates the system. It's acidic. I love coffee. I'm addicted to coffee. I'm trying to break it, but we're putting it in the wrong place. Yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> well, when it goes in the other way, it binds to toxins and pulls them out. And they actually discovered this in World War II when instead of giving a water enema to the soldiers, because it used to be when you went into a hospital in the old days or whenever, um, they would immediately give you an enema of water, of warm water. That's true. That's and right. And in um, World War II, they didn't have any warm water and the soldiers were coming in injured. So they had caught coffee. And so what they would do is wait until the coffee was not steaming hot, but warm. And they had to do it with the coffee because they were like, we don't know if this is going to work. But instead of water, this is all we got. And we have to try to get the toxins out as we're trying to help the soldiers. And so that is when at that time, some I don't know who studied it, but that's when they discovered that it was actually a very strong healing mechanism because it binded to toxins and pulled them out just like charcoal, just like a lot of other things that we know that bind to toxins like fiber. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it also softens the colon lining, okay? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, I talked with doctors who are doing vivisection. Doing uh, what? Uh, vivisection? Like, vivisection. I don't know if I'm saying correct word, but I, I spoke with some doctors who examined the body of a person after death. And those doctors basically say, you know, if you cut the colon open, mm-hmm. it, it looks so clogged up like an old stove, there's a layer of old food, okay, <laughs> like glued to the colon lining. It's it's just like old stove that someone never ever cleansed, co- cleaned up. Right. Okay? So coffee, because somehow because of its proprieties, it has a capacity to soften that that gunk there and unglue it from the colon. That's how I'm feeling it. Got it. Got and it. I, Another thing, it also supports the liver. So actually, cough, actually, enemas are great at unblocking the liver, for, uh, you know, releasing the, the, the gallbladder stones, releasing the bile. So basically, it has the liver. Liver is key to our health. If you have healthy liver, you have pure blood. If you have pure alkaline blood, you are, you are healthy. You're vibrantly healthy. No virus, no bacteria, no microbe, nothing can ever survive in alkaline environment. So after so, a night of drinking Food Heals Nation, coffee enemas. <laughs> Wait, I have a question for my co-host, Allison. Yes. Have you done coffee enemas? Of course I have. Oh, okay. Didn't know that about you. Just asking. What brand? 
What brand? I have no idea. <laughs> it's, just, it's been a I'm long time. Because Girl, you better figure this is potential sponsor. Uh-huh, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> the, what did you? Oh, what did she have? I'm buying Starbucks that. and coffee bean tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be like, I'm sorry. You want to put our coffee where? And and we're going to pay you? No. <laughs> the tigress of business. She is as a tigress. Calls herself. There you go. Tigress you know, of business. Look for your sponsor. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I got into Gerson therapy a long time ago when my dad was sick. And so when I resolved to never get cancer, I started doing all the protocols to myself to never get cancer, even though I hadn't been diagnosed. Smart. And I didn't have any signs of it. I did have chronic fatigue. I did have a lot of... I think most of, of us do. Yeah. And um, I, I think... Looking back at that time, mine was purely emotional, but I wanted to do all the physical. I didn't understand that at the time. I wanted to do all the physical things I could with the food, with the cleansing, with the juicing, with the coffee enemas to cleanse my body as much as I could. Mm. Now, I did not realize, Avita, as you're telling us, the healing process that I had to go through after that point to not only get over my father, not get over, but deal with the emotions of my father's death, deal with the emotions of my mother's death. And all the other things that you don't realize you're holding on to that you got from childhood. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I don't look good enough. All these things that we get were were bullied, were teased. I wasn't even bullied, but I feel like I felt that way anyways. Like, I'm not as pretty as these people. I'm not as smart as that person, you know. And so getting over that, if you bring that into your adult life, you, you you can't succeed. You can't function in society. And we've got to let go of all those false beliefs. I know I, we keep getting off on tangents, but I really want to go back to your story. No, I think this conversation You're building is... building this podcast like the tree of life, you know, <laughs> branches and branches, right? Yeah, no, yeah. it's all... But it's come all, back to the trunk, right? It's all, yes. it's all perfectly coming out. I mean, Avita, the way that you're describing all of it, I have a psychology background. I'm a massage therapist and an energy worker. I've done tons of personal work on myself to, to resolve my emotional issues and my baggage from my past and mm-hmm. and the generational energetic stuff that we are that we are taught and passed on to us just even by yeah. birth and and then learning just by growing up in the environments that we I mean I let's face it girls like we we all have baggage there's not one person I've ever met that I didn't think, yeah, you know, they're perfect. They don't have anything going on. There's not what that's that's part of being human. And you may see someone and you think that, but you have no idea what battles that they're fighting. That's right. That they're not showing. That's you right. No or, that, idea. or that they've already healed from. Yeah. And it took them, a, a, you know, to climb up a mountain to get through. Yeah. You have no exactly. idea. Precisely. Food Heals Nation, if you're like us, you care a lot about the food that you put into your body because you know that food heals. The problem is that good, healthy food can be extremely expensive, but it doesn't have to be. That's why we were thrilled to discover Thrive Market. ThriveMarket.com is like the Costco for everything healthy online. That's right. It's an online shopping club offering the best brands and groceries up to 50% off retail prices. Ship nationally for free. They have brands that I buy all the time like Simply Organic, Garden of Life, Dr. Bronner's, Tom's, Nutiva, 7th Generation, Gaia, and so many more. So basically everything I'm already buying at Whole Foods, right? Exactly, but at 25 to 50% off. And you can easily filter everything by your preferences. Gluten-free, vegan, raw, non-GMO, organic, and even fair trade. But what I love most about Thrive Market is their charitable cause. For every paid membership, ThriveMarket.com donates a free membership to a low-income family, a teacher, or a military family. How awesome is that? This is a game changer, Food Heals Nation, because you never have to pay full price for healthy foods again. That's why we scored an exclusive discount for you. Yes, so check out Thrive Market and get two months free membership plus 15% off your first order. Join the movement at thrivemarket.com slash foodheals. You're listening to the Food Heals Podcast. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. All right, Food Heals Nation, we're back with Avita Rampart. Avita's health and beauty detox, Viva La Cleanse, empowers you to create a sophisticated detox spa in the privacy of your own home and reset your relationship with you. 
So to finish that that, that part of my story, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> what happened was that I returned to the doctors after the first three day detox, almost like a survivor <laughs> after some kind of a war that I fought. <laughs> okay. And I knew that the tests they did with me just a few days ago were completely irrelevant. Okay. Good for you. Because I felt so different in my body. I lost seven pounds of weight. I lost wow. my skin cleared, my eyes cleared, like the white parts of my eyes became whiter. Um, I could hear better, I could smell better. And last thing is that, you know, my, my pants became loose. Mm -hmm. All right. And I felt very pure. I felt very peaceful. It's almost like all of a sudden that radio crazy that played in my head that would throw doubts and negative thoughts in my head, all of a sudden tuned out. Mm -hmm. So I, I walked into the, the their office and basically I had the idea that I'm going to tell them what I just did and they're going to take notes. <laughs> <laughs> it's their turn, right? That's very hopeful. Right, exactly. So uh, what happened was that Basically, I had the attitude of a Jehovah Witness and I, I faced, you know, those guys who were like Hare Krishna devotees. And we did, we had two different books. We didn't communicate very well. You get me, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then back then, of course, I had no idea about how the, how the, you know, how the food industry functions, how the pharmaceutical industry functions and, and, you know, medical lobby and all of that. I had no idea. And God bless doctors. Seriously. It's a lot of times doctors are amazing people who are just stuck in a system and they, they really want to help, but they just, you know, they, they don't know really how. Right. And, and especially nurses, I talk with a lot of nurses and they are just witnessing how many people are dying right now. Yeah. And it's a needless death, not necessary and very painful where, you know, morphine is administered. I mean, cocaine is, is smuggled to hospitals and and so on. And basically those women really know what's going on. Yes. And that's why it's so important for us to really encourage them to to, to retrain, to basically discover wellness, which is a huge opportunity for them to be of service mm -hmm. and, and also make money. Right. Mm hmm. You know, especially with the knowledge of the human body that they have, they can really m make something revolutionary in that area. So uh, what happened was that uh, they, the doctors with very sad faces, very long faces said, you have cancer, you have to show up here at this hospital, bring your toothbrush, bring your pajama. And they had a kind of like stack of papers, you know, and, and schedule for me. Right. And, you know, so first surgery, surgery doesn't work. We have chemo, we have radiation, da, 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 da. And I was like, do you know, excuse me, gentlemen, do you know the cause of my disease? The cause. And the cause. Yeah. Right. You know, the blonde dumb is, ask, the, the dumb, <laughs> dumb dumb is asking about the cause. The dumb blonde is going to, you know, the cause of my disease. Right. Can you imagine? <laughs> okay. Love and, it. And, and then, and then they, they laughed at me, like, you know, arrogant kind of attitude. And they said, you know, if we knew the cause of, of cancer, it would have Nobel Prize. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. I mean, today... I know there was a guy who actually got the Nobel Prize, mm -hmm. uh, Otto Warburg, in 1928 That's or right. 20, 26, if I'm wrong. He actually said, Cancer thrives in acidic environment. Right. Okay. Cancer thrives in anaerobic environment, environment that does not have oxygen. Yes. Okay? That's why if we wanna if we wanna have a diet which is preventing cancer. Which, which is for me, my mission on the planet is above everything to, 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 to educate people to prevent this condition because it's much easier. Mm -hmm. Then cancer prevention above everything is increase oxygen supply in your diet. Yes. Right. Increase water supply and oxygen. Yes. So anything that would block oxygen, avoid that. And that's why it's like things like deep breathing and yoga and meditation are so important, but people discount them because they think, oh, it's just silly, slow moving shit that I can't deal with or I can't do when it's so incredibly healing. And they have now you can sit in oxygen tanks and get your body oxygenated because that will kill the cancer cells. I mean, the, the things that are happening now are incredible. But back then, I'm sure the doctors were like, um... Yeah. Little blonde girl. <laughs> yeah. And besides this, you know, I mean, Polish hospital back then, it, we had news of staph infections all over the place, right? Mm -hmm. 
it, you know, so it was not an, for me, this was not an option. I'm not going to get a staph infection. I would rather, I would rather do this cleanse thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so basically what happened was that I said to them, look, I'm not going to hurry. And you, you know, you would never believe what helped me in that moment to put brakes Okay, on the pressure that I was getting, I was absolutely getting pressured without informal consent about consequences. Okay, just go do this, you know, sheep, you you follow. And then what happened was that I remembered as um, there was a school teacher in my grade school who basically said to us, she gave us a metaphor. She was a biology teacher. She said, kids, if you ever see a lake and that lake has been poisoned, like, you know, to- in, uh, it's, it's toxic and fish are dying mm-hmm. because of because there is a factory next to it somewhere in the river, you know, poisoning the river that flows to the lake. It's enough that we just shut down that factory and mm-hmm. give time and nature will purify that lake. Mm-hmm. All right. And that metaphor, that, that metaphor stuck with me. And I thought to myself, wow, it took me years to develop this. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give myself at least a few months to experiment with this detoxing, with this cleansing of that Ukrainian woman and with the new diet, you know, I'll, and then basically I said to them these two things. I said, look, I, I didn't get a Nobel prize for, for <laughs> cancer research, but I think it is it is two things that cause my disease, okay? Toxic food and toxic thinking. Yeah. And I'm going to quit both. That's amazing that you said that to your doctors. Pretty cool, no? <laughs> it's awesome because um, most people, even if they had that kind of conviction, th- thinking, yeah. they, uh, the thought process that when you're faced with doctors that say, no, this is what you have to do or you're going to die and suffer, most people are too afraid to try to take... A, a leap of faith. I was too afraid when my both of my parents right. were treated by this same oncologist who told me multiple times, nutrition doesn't matter. Stop. It doesn't right. matter. I was completely intimidated. I was like, I'm out of my element. I was like, okay, he's right. And you were I'm a kid. wrong. Yeah, I was young. But still, you know, the fact that you said that, Avita, is incredible. Oh. And I just encourage anyone listening, like, stand up for yourself and what you believe in. But please go yeah, on. do your research. Yeah. You know, really do your research. Google online, look for people who can mentor you, who can inspire you on the journey. And and question everything you're being told, including me. Yeah. You know, question everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Find your own truth. Yeah. Exactly. And um, so basically, you see, I that's why I consider myself very lucky because the appearance of that lady, that Ukrainian lady in my life, just set me on such a path that once I experienced it in my body, I would never buy anything that anyone else would tell me unless it's verified by my body. Mm. okay and it's it's up to up to this day i have read a lot of literature about health and wellness i've read a lot of books i've experienced different courses in holistic modalities and nutrition and so on and you know what i can tell you maybe it's it's gonna sound arrogant but honestly a lot of stuff that's being told about health and wellness is complete bs yeah okay and and it's a self-speech you know? Yeah, it's a sales pitch. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a sales pitch, of course. I mean, think about it. If you want to sell fish oil, okay, what are you going to do? You'd, or if you want to sell that thing or that another thing, you know, you're going to hire some bloggers, you're going to hire some scientists, do some research and so on. You don't experiment really on your own body when it's detoxed and pure and how it feels, right? Yeah. You know, so I I try a ton of different things on myself and I see what works. <laughs> <laughs> I'm my own guinea pig. You're your own guinea pig. I was about to say right. that. Exactly. Right. And also I learn a ton from people when I guide them through retreats, when I coach them, because then I learn from their bodies. I learn from my own body. When I eat something, it either gives me energy or it gives me or it makes me constipated, agitated, bloated, whatever, pimpled, whatever. It gives my body gives me feedback pretty quickly. Right. And if I eat something great, something juicy, something um, full of l- living energy, then I immediately feel energized. I immediately feel joyful, kind of euphoric sometimes, mm-hmm. <laughs> creative. 
And then I need much less sleep, for example. Mm-hmm. I mean, I sleep maybe, what, four, five hours a day in, in the night. Yeah, the only problem later is once you cleanse, it's kind of hard to keep up with you. You have to have a very special partner. <laughs> <laughs> you just have a lot of creative energy in your, and you want to do, you have a huge appetite for life, basically. And so going back, let's say you said to the doctors, I'm going to do this cleanse. And, right. uh, so, and and what happened then? Tell us. So basically I said, I said to them, I'm going to continue, right? Mm-hmm. And I went back home and I, I, I never wanted to see them again, to be honest. Okay. <laughs> I don't blame because, you. Yeah, they were very, they were arrogant. They were basically arrogant. And, you know, whatever jokes they say about Polish, Polish guys in, in America, those jokes really applied to those people. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> what happened was that I went back home and I, I started to eat following my bliss. Basically, I started because my, my, my cubes have, have cleared. I didn't have any book back then, really, about about what to eat, what not to eat, right? Right. So I, where did my eyes gravitated? Oh, they gravitated towards tomatoes, mm, towards cucumbers, mm, towards leafy green salad, towards apples, towards f- different fruits, and so on. So I just followed my bliss. I basically was like a monkey <laughs> in the jungle, kind of. Okay, you know, and today I would say, you know, what do the apes eat, right? We human beings should be really watching. What do the apes eat? They look very much like us. Whether we like it or not, we are very much like monkeys. (laughs) (laughs) Some of us have even the same smile. (laughs) (laughs) So our digestive system is very much like that of the apes, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, apes eat a lot of fruit and they supplement with plants. And especially bonobo monkeys, which are discovered to be the closest to human species, they they eat a lot of fruit and they make love. <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say those are the sexy monkeys. That's right, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> they are the they are the fun monkey, fun monkeys. So what, <laughs> what, what the human beings do now? Imagine this: if the zookeepers, let's say we visit San Diego Zoo, yeah, the world famous San Diego Zoo. Imagine if the zookeepers would come to the to the apes. Would, would come to orangutans and gorillas and chimpanzees and whatever and say, you know what, from today on, monkeys, you don't get bananas, okay? You don't get any fruit whatsoever. You guys are going to start eating hot dogs, scrambled eggs. We will give you uh, yogurt for breakfast. We will give you coffee so that you wake up, okay? <laughs> <laughs> we will bake a pig and you can, we will we'll roast a pig so you can eat it. All right. What would happen to those monkeys? They would go apeshit. <laughs> right? I mean, I would not be surprised. They would start itching. Uh, like everything, their skin would be itching. Mm-hmm. They would get frustrated and angry. They would get aggressive. Right? Mm-hmm. They would get into different compulsive behaviors and they would get sad, depressed. Oh. Because they would not have that same energy that right. they do that they have right and look at humanity today what happens with us when we eat like that you know we look at the amount of wars we have right now on the planet the amount of depression that we have on the planet right it's almost exactly what's happening to us someone decided you humans are not gonna eat like like your human food your 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 food from eden you know from paradise we human beings from the from the beginning of 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 our existence, we've been living in jungles, in forests, and so on. And berries and and fruits were always the most accessible. They were the easiest accessible, right? Mm-hmm. If you wanna, if you are hungry, and you you walk through the village somewhere, through a Polish village, for example, <laughs> <laughs> and and you are hungry right now, what are you gonna do? Go kill a cow <laughs> and skin it and roast it? No, that takes too much time. You see this? You want you want to eat food right now, so I bet you would just jump across the fence, walk into somebody's garden, or or or, or get talk with the farmer and get some tomatoes, get some cucumbers, some red peppers, some anything that's juicy, right? We human beings, you know, green drinks are very good for us, like in cleansing. Mm-hmm. However, let's be honest: we human beings don't salivate when we look at wheatgrass. We don't salivate when we look at kale. Mm-hmm. Right. 
So those, those foods are very detoxifying. They have a lot of minerals and they are very good for us when we are cleansing and detoxing. However, for lifestyle, we need something juicy, especially if we're women. <laughs> mm. Why women? Because we women, we, we crave sweetness naturally, right? Yeah. And I'm, I mean, I made a joke, yes, honestly. I feel that, that uh, fruit is the secret of uh, rejuvenation and the secret, secret of fitness and the se secret of high performance for, for athletes and regardless whether they are male or female, yeah? Mm -hmm. And also it's the, the secret of juicy sexual life. Juicy sexual life. <laughs> yes. Yes. If you want to know my tips about this, basically every time men join the cleanse, when, when they, they, they join the cleanse program that, that I do, I uh -huh. go through online, they report to me like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm 25 years old again. <laughs> <laughs> like everything is working. <laughs> nice. And then, then their girlfriend is like, what the heck happened to him? <laughs> so <laughs> That's there's awesome. That, of course, right? There's that beautiful aliveness happening again. And, you know, possibly also fertility, right? you know right okay so let's go back to your story because yeah. we keep going forward in the future it's like a exactly. movie where you keep seeing exactly. flashbacks four months later four months later uh, i um, basically during those four months i monitored my progress yes mm -hmm. and i i kind of like i went for ultrasound every two weeks every three weeks and i was like of course you know the person that was doing the ultrasound was surprised oh my gosh your tumors are shrinking and so on i'm like of course it's shrinking everything about me is shrinking Right. You know, I mean, I lost 83 pounds within, you know, four months. Okay. So it's, I'm, my, my arms became so skinny that I could actually embrace my, my, my arm mm -hmm. with my hand. Yes. With my fingers. I became really, I, I lost basically all the toxicity inside me. And then I started to put on healthier weight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then what happened was that after when I could see in ultrasound, there was nothing. Then I went to the doctors, they did the tests again. And then they basically said, well, you're cancer free, but obviously you did something that you're not telling us because this is impossible. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. So, so you see, this is what's happening. This is what I discovered. The sad truth is that in our healthcare system, we do not have a room for healing of a patient. Right. We, you know, this is just, there's, there's no space for that. If the patient healed, then the patient was either misdiagnosed. Oops. Right. <laughs> you, you never had cancer in the first place. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, then how come was I told that? Right. How many women, if that's the case, how many women never have cancer in the first place? Well, I think that's a, uh, and I've said this before, I know I have, Ali's heard me say it, <laughs> but that's the difference between healing and curing, right? right? So in Western medicine, there is no room for healing, but because the doctor does not have control over healing. Healing is putting your, your own body and mind in a space where it can take over and heal whatever's going on versus curing is the outside forces coming in, whether it be drugs, radiation, chemotherapy, what have you. Those are two different things. And they, it's kind of hard to imagine them coexisting. And what you did is put your body in a space for healing. Right. Well, it's the Band-Aid versus the healing of the cause, right? So exactly. the curing, as we're calling it, is the Band-Aid covering it up and hoping that that'll do it, but it never truly does, or healing what the cause is so that it never happens again. Well, I actually think it's a difference of outside versus within. Healing is you and your own body, and that's it, and, and doing your fasting and your juices and your coffee enemas and your, and your releasing and your forgiveness versus doctors and outside forces trying to fix whatever imbalance is going on in you. And maybe, let's face it, we've all known... People that have gotten through diseases and issues that way, maybe yeah, I'll leave it at that. But, <laughs> but that's not. But that's not where we're coming from, and that's not what Avita experienced. She said, "No, thanks. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. T I'm gonna. T I got this. I'm gonna try my own way. I'll. I'll check in with you guys later. Yeah, I can always come back. Right? Yeah. You know, if this doesn't work, oh my gosh, it's. I, another thing, it's like I was thinking, if I'm going to die, then this is the cutest, sweetest, greatest ever way to pass away because I feel fantastic. <laughs> Evita, you know? you're so brave. Yeah. You're very brave. If I'm going to die, then at least, at least I die victorious. 
Good for you. (laughs) No, that's amazing. And so what happened after the four months? What else did you do emotionally? Tell us about how you really, really finished. You know, I actually, well, Later on, I decided once I healed, cleansed, and you know, I was pronounced cancer free. I was like, wow, what else is possible now? Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, imagine you arrive, you have a new body, okay? Yeah. And you know, you're healthy. And uh, so I reached out. I, I reached out for the job of my dreams. I showed up at the Polish public television. I said, I want to work here. Okay. <laughs> and they said, that's bold do- too. Yeah. And they said, when do you want to try? When do you want to start? So I, I got the job next day. And you know what I discovered? It was waiting for me the entire time. Mm. My qualifications were good enough to get that job. I just never had the courage. Yeah. I just never believed in myself. So actually that, that, that process, which I called, it was like rising Phoenix, right? From the ashes. Yeah. It basically gave me the, the wings to, to go for my dreams. Yeah. And then later on, I, I got the job for at the commercial TV station. Then eventually I decided, hey, I don't want to interview politicians and celebrities. They have nothing to say, <laughs> nothing new to say, really. <laughs> right. So I, they just talk about themselves. So what happened was that finally I interviewed, uh, finally I started to interview healers and different spiritual teachers and so on. It took me on a journey because I asked myself, I realized, okay, my body has changed. I am healthy. However, I still have negative beliefs about myself. Like, for example, I would still believe that I was stupid and nothing and not worth it and not deserving, right? So I, it's almost like I had an old software, okay? But the computer was new, I was very curious about anything that pertained to consciousness because I knew I have to change the software in order for me to be really free and really happy Mm -hmm. and really enjoy the world, enjoy the planet. Yeah. So this this has began a transformational journey and it's been it's been a fun ride till today. And um, as I traveled, I went across I went from, from, I left Poland, I went to Paris, London, then uh, I went across Atlantic in a leap of faith. Basically, one day I was fasting in, in London mm-hmm. for 10 days, and I was fasting for guidance. I was like, really guide me, you know, in my spiritual conversation with the divine guide me, where am I supposed to go? Send me to the place where I'm supposed to be. And basically, the answer came on the 10th day of my fast. I basically heard a voice. You're going to go to America. America is going to go into turmoil. It will be very dramatic for the people and the country will need leaders. Mm. I heard those four sentences. And I was like, okay, organize it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. What year was this? (laughs) This was precisely 2008. Oh, yes. So it was the day when it happened. It was the day President Obama appointed Joe Bin Biden. um, Bin Biden, yes. Mm -hmm. So I was actually I ended my ten day fast and I turned on the television because I was thinking I need to have some human voices talk to me because I was alone for ten days, meditating, drawing, visualizing, you know, uh, just having amazing, beautiful time, like retreating within myself. Yes. And then, and it's like a time when you think like, oh my gosh, this is insane. I should be doing this. I should be texting. I should be calling. I should be emailing, working, right? Mm -hmm. However, you know, the world spins differently. The world, the universe accelerates around you when you fast. It's incredible. All the warriors, all the leaders have fasted in the history. Mm -hmm. I mean, you name it. The kings of France, uh, Lady Diana, uh, Chinggis Khan, uh, I mean, Jesus Christ fasted for 40 days before he he accomplished his mission. Right. Um, St. Francis of Assisi. I mean, name it. Yoginis, yogis, warriors. If you want to be a great leader, you need to learn how to fast because then you tap into intuition. 
It's it's a very powerful process. Yeah. If you want to be a great leader, you have to learn how to fast. Tweet that to Avita. Okay. <laughs> I love that, um, Avita. I feel like we haven't even got through half of what we have to get through. Okay. So what I would love to do is have you back on a future episode. But okay. right now, tell everyone where they can find you online, how they can follow you, stalk you, join your cleansing programs. Super. So if you would like to experience the program that I'm talking about, I actually, we filmed, I actually filmed everything on video. So I get to be with you and guide you at the privacy of your home. And that way you don't have to fly over and, uh, you know, go through all these expenses and efforts. It's much more affordable. And um, the program is called vivalacleanse.com. <laughs> Viva la Avita and viva la cleanse.com. That's right. <laughs> and what about social media? How can everyone see you, stalk you, follow you, tag you? Yeah, so it's Facebook Evita Ramparte. Evita spells just like Evita Peron, E V I T A. Ramparte, R A M P A R T E. Perfect. And we're going to have you back to talk about your elite training for transformational leadership and what you're doing with the transformation ninjas. So awesome. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that next time. Entrepreneurship, everything that she's doing to make the world a better place. Thank you so much for being here. I really love hearing your story and I've heard it multiple times and every time I'm still engaged and interested in like, oh my God, I cannot believe this happened and how powerful your story is and everything that you did. Thank you. It's amazing. Thank you, so, thank you so much for having me and lots of love to the whole world that listens to you. Evita, you are just so lovely and I hope to someday meet you in person because I can't imagine your presence. Your voice alone is very seductive and, and magnanimous and... um yeah. I hope to meet you someday. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. We <laughs> shall do for sure. Okay. <laughs> Sounds okay, bye good. Bye-bye. That's our show. Thanks for listening. Sign up for our mailing list at foodhealsnation.com and receive a free gift from us. That's right. We have created a brand new guide for you, our Food Heals Nation. Yep. The guide is called Health, Longevity, and Weight Loss Secrets, and it's full of tips, tricks, and secrets collected from some of our favorite guests from the Food Heals podcast. In it, you will learn crazy cool stuff like how to live to 99 with no wrinkles. Susie's grandfather. That's right. How to attract the one. Ooh, how to never get a cavity again. My favorite. Yes, my favorite too. And the real secret to weight loss. Or maybe that's my favorite. They're all my favorites. And And so much more. (laughs) So sign up for our newsletter at foodhealsnation.com. We won't spam you, we promise. No, we won't send you too many emails. Trust us, we're too busy for that anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So go to foodhealsnation.com to get your free guide, health, longevity, and weight loss secrets from the Food Heals podcast by subscribing today. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life. In rare cases, women have experienced a strong desire to change their status update from hashtag blessed to hashtag OMG even more blessed than yesterday, hashtag loving life. If you experience any of these symptoms, make sure to tweet a Kardashian immediately.